0: Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can we go to John 3.16? And there's this thing about being so familiar with the scripture, sometimes you don't even feel like reading anymore. Now can we just do an exercise this morning quickly? John 3.16. Maybe we should start from 15. Okay, let's do 14. As And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That whoever believes in, believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Verse 16. For God so loved the world. That he gave. I think I should wear my spell For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So this morning, my mission is very simple. I just want us to reflect. Where did we come from? How did we make it to this place? Why are we not sitting in a shrine somewhere? Why are we not sitting at a beer bar? Why are we not sitting anywhere else? Why are we in church? Why are we here? We're here because there was a time we lived in sin. In fact, we were born in sin. And we lived in sin. And Bible says that the wages of that lifestyle was Death. So we were destined for death, destruction. In John 3 16, it says God so loved us that He gave His only begotten Son. So this morning I'm talking about appreciation. If you forget so easily, you'll struggle to appreciate this. Where we have come from, how far we've come. It's just by the grace of God that we have made it this far. It's just by the grace of God. And that the thought of it alone makes you want to give it all to him. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, it says, You were once not a people. In the local policy, when they count, they they don't count as some. We were once not a people. We were not part of the equation. God had chosen his people. And his God, you may not like it, you may want to debate it, you may not, whatever, but he had chosen his people. But thanks be to God, that through Jesus Christ, that we are now a people. In fact, in another verse, it says, you had no identity. We can call ourselves Christians. So for me, the first part is for us to even remember where we have come from and how far we have come. That through the blood of Jesus, we are no longer sinners, I love the song. I'm no longer a slave to fear. For some of us, if I used to, I used to be in a Bible study group with a certain man, and he had a roommate. They were all, they were all in, on transfer and they were living in the, uh, the quarters of the organization. His colleague who lived in there, but he was not part of our Bible study group, could not sleep at night. He just could not sleep. And the story was that somebody had done something to you. You know how it happens. So every night he just sweats, 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 sweats. He won't sleep. Some of us were in worse conditions. Fear had gripped us. We had been imprisoned by fear. And then Jesus came in. And he liberated us. Why? How can we not appreciate this God who has loved us? since he, he will chase you down. And fight for you. So for me, do you remember? Do you appreciate? And I'm not talking even about Adamic sin. For some of us, we could see that we're just on the precipice. We're just at the edge. We're just about tipping over. And he held us by the scruff of us and pulled us back. We're just at the edge. If he hadn't intervened, would not have been any different from the people who are in jail today if he had not intervened. Those times when, if God does not come through food, will even be a struggle. Yesterday, I went for a funeral in the Volta region and so we went for the reception and then whilst there was, there was a band playing and then they stopped a very beautiful lady and was leading the song. I know Sheila doesn't have any difficulty with me describing people as beautiful because she knows I say what I see. So then the lady just said, do you guys know I cannot see? Everybody in this band is blind. So I was sitting by and I said, God, what's my excuse? Everybody in the band, if they hadn't told us, would not have known. And she said that the only way we get to know you are here is when you clap. So sometimes the, 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 the things that Buffet us in life, make us forget how gracious God has been to us. And we can't even think of appreciation. I mean, I've heard people issue God ultimatums. That this thing that I'm praying for, if by next year God doesn't, I'll solve it myself. I've heard it. Actually, thank God. Hey. Look, if you read the books of Moses, right—Genesis, Exodus, um, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy—if you read them, and you see how God dealt with the Israelites, how how, Charlie, there were times where people complained and they fired the room, they ground up in the room. For there was a day, I think, two people were reported as gathering sticks on a Sabbath. And the people brought them to Moses. and said, "What should we do to them?" So God said, He would deal with them the way. And then fire came, boom, consumed them. Plagues, bam. Now we come into this dispensation where we didn't pay. And if you look at the sacrifices, I just discovered that even if a man slept with his wife, he was unclean till evening. Hey, this one day will have being hard for us. So this is how much God has done for us. This is how much Jesus has done for us. And now you feel so entitled that you can even issue God an ultimatum. Do you understand this, God? Look, last week on my my school platform, there was a debate. The white people brought their Christianity and this and this. And it was just getting me whether white man brought it, black man brought it, Greek brought it, Indian brought it, I've seen it work in my life. I've seen it turn destinies. I've seen people tell you that if I hadn't met God, I would have been dead by now. That's all I care about. That's what I read. I'll leave it to the philosophers. Me, I'm not a philosopher. I'm a man of faith. Let's look at David. And I discovered why God loved David so much. Psalm 103. Look, I remember when I was in secondary school, one day, in fact, we had just come to school, I was in France. We were just reopened and people had come, they were opening their chop boxes. People were opening their suite, uh, their, suite, their trunks, could see the provisions overflowing. Then when we opened it, the things just start popping out. And we were just watching, hey, hey, you, hey, this one, their skins were. Some of us were not even dare to open our trunk. And one guy, he sleeps next to me. He pulled out an envelope. He counted so much money, and he put it back in the envelope. So we were all packing our things in our lockers. We had just come to school. Then we went to sleep. The next morning, we heard that the money was lost. Ah! How can this money get lost? So instead, people started saying, hey, 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 some money is lost in this household. Then you now say, I suspect this one. So you hear someone say, I suspect this one. People were suspecting all sorts of people. I said to myself, God, this shame cannot come upon me. I don't want anybody to even, even remotely think that. I'm, because The guy sleeps next to me. I was troubled in my spirit. So before I went to bed, I prayed. And you know what, hmm. Charlie, if you have, I don't want to say kids, and I don't want to say children, How do, what, what should I use? Okay, let me see. If you have children in secondary school, pray for them. And stay close to them. Look, I started hearing in dormitory that they will go to some fetish priest and go and find who has taken their money. We lived in a world, uh, the secondary the school is walled. I had lived, my mom had lived in Cape Coast for all that while, and I didn't even know where any fetish was. People had come from Accra, Tema, Kumasi, Tamale, all over the country, and they knew where they could get a fetish, who would tell them. And you think they're small boys. That's why I didn't want to say children. And it troubled me. The more I heard those things, I said, hey, what if the fetish says it's me? I prayed somewhere in the night I saw someone handing an envelope back to me telling me that I was joking the face was clear everything the person was in our dormitory so when I woke up I called my best friend I found a dream I saw this person handing this over to me and he said he was joking he said hey don't say it all. so me I went I went to pray we went for lunch and um, we went for lectures, blah, 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 lunch, after lunch. Then when we came back around four-ish, I saw that there were plenty of people in my dorm, they were beating somebody. When we got there, it was a guy who was being beaten. When he heard that they were going to the fetish, in the afternoon, he just took the envelope and went back to the guy and said, he had even spent some of the money already. What's the point? I have seen the hand of God work. Who showed me that vision? It was the guy handing it over to me like he handed it over. He said I'd use part of the money. So whether it's a white man who brought it or a black man who brought it, I'm just saying that it's the power of God that is at work in your life. Remember, there are many times that God has come through for you. And that's that's where appreciation wells from. He has come through when we're going to write all levels. We'll pray and fast and pray and fast. And he'll come through for us. You go and write A-level. We've all had those things. He's come through for you. So that's where appreciation comes from. It's not the next one. Because sometimes the view of the next one is what also worries us. The next one that hasn't come yet. How about the ones that you've had the people who wished you dead, the people who set you up and were determined to see your end. But God saw you through. So he said, with your help, I've leapt over walls. I've run through, through stiff opposition. Stiff. Said you have delivered me from people who are stronger than me, broken their cheekbones. This is the God we're talking about. it's, it's his world that is, Charlie, it's our it's, it's God. Thankfully, he has called us and made us his own people. He has put his name on us. And if I've written our names in the palm of his hands, can you, have, can you go in a day without seeing the palm of your hands? So let's go back to Brother David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. What's the problem? We've forgotten. Why can't we sing? Why can't we come to church? You've forgotten that you, today you say you're a rich man or you're a big woman. Remember. 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 Say you won't come to church because something has not gone right for you. So you don't want to worship God again. Now you become a philosopher. You. You can read. You've gone to investing now. Do you remember how you managed to even get your name on that list? How God came through for you. How you met somebody you didn't know and helped you. Today you've become a big man. So you can speak big, big English and say there's no God. And talk about all sorts of things. Guys. it's, It's a personal thing. It's very personal. So forget, forget not, forget not his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Hey, look. In his dealings with the Israelites, when you see an ecclesia, when you see ecclesia, when you see, sometimes Moses will go and intercede, go and pray and talk to God small, and then God will, look at some of the things we have done that nobody knows about. Then he has spared us. So as for appreciation, we cannot stop. We cannot stop until we go to the grave. I went to visit a man of God some time ago. He said, Eugene, me? He started giving me his life stories. So when it becomes tough, remember your past victories. The victories at times has come through for you. People plotted, you were not there. Dark, secret, dark places. They plotted, you were not there. But he came through. He said he, f- he flew on a plane from, he went to preach in France or something like that. And on their way back, they announced that they received a message that there was a plane on board there, there was a bomb on board the plane. He said, Come and see Eugene. People crying, people shouting. Everything we say. And he was with another man of God. So he said, Charlie, keep cool. Let's pray. Pray, 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 pray. Finally, they returned. They go back. They took their thing from the plane. So, as for appreciation, if others can appreciate, as for us, we know what it means. As for us, we know what it means. Who heals all your diseases and redeems your life from destruction? Look, some of the things, we are very deserving of them because we had done them. But he redeemed us. Redeemed us. That word is big. From destruction. We can't forget all of that. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies and satisfies your mouth with good things? So your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made, his, he made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious. Mercy. In that same 1 Peter 2:10. This, now you have mercy. You never used to have mercy, because it's true. God, look, when Bible says it's a terrible thing to fall in the hands of God, challenge true. But because of mercy, He had spared us and brought us this far. Can we look at Second Samuel chapter seven? So that, uh, the, Psalm 103 there, yeah, I love the place. Bro. So maybe you can continue at home. But let's look at Second Samuel chapter 7. Now it came to pass when the king was dwelling in his house and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies all around that the king said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in the house of Cedar, but the ark of God dwells inside tent curtains. So, this is David speaking. This is a man, you know, we, we just came from Psalm 103, right? This is a man who has come to a place in his life where God has settled him. Sometimes the mistake God made was to settle us. Too big for God. Too big to worship. Too big to praise. Too big to do. Too big to. That's all the mistake he made. He settled us. So when the man was settled, in appreciation to what God had done for him, say, how come this God that I serve lives in tents and I live in a house? So he, he, he decided that he was going to build. He spoke to the prophet Nathan. Nathan said, go ahead. The Lord is with you. Go ahead and do it. No, now Nathan goes to sleep and God speaks to Nathan and says, no, 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 no. It's not David. I've blessed him. I'm with him. I'll be with him. his generations, generations after him. They will, they will, they will inherit. Um, um, I'll be with this, the generations after him. And his descendants will build the house for me. And God went on on and on and on about David, the promises that he had for him and his descendants. So Nathan goes back to tell David that David, this is what God says. That As for the thing, you cannot build it, but he will be with you. He will be with you. So, in verse 10, he says that Moreover, I appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more, nor shall the sons of wickedness oppress them any more as previously. So God goes on and says that, and when your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body And I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So this man in appreciation wanted to do something for God. God says, no, no, don't worry. It's not for you to do. But I'm still with you. And the blessings I have for you will go beyond you. Now listen to David's reaction. Verse 18, then, the king, then King David went in and sat before the Lord and he said, Who am I, O Lord God? What is my house that you have brought me this far? Who am I, O Lord God? What is my house that you have brought me this far? Can you say that to yourself? Can you reflect on that? That you have brought me this far. Some of us think we have not come far because of... We've forgotten, number one. Number two, we're looking at something else. So because of that, we can't see how far we've come. I mean, when, when I was way younger, almost every year I got hospitalized for malaria. Some of them very terrible. From when Sheila and I, when we got married... Had one bout of malaria, me, Charlie. I thought I was just going. That's why I saw that women can be brave. Ah, me, I think I'm dying. she's cool. We're going to hospital. We'll see doctor. She'll move here. No, no, no. They admitted me. Look, who am I? What is my house? That you have brought me this far. We would not have come this far, but for the grace of God, whether you like it or not, we would not have come this far. And, and, and sometimes we get to a point where even saying this is a struggle. Because we begin to think that it's by our own strength that we've come this far. So I think that's one of the reasons why God really loved David. And if you look at the Israelites in Numbers 11, look, just after a deliverance, just after they have come from the Red Sea, they've crossed the Red Sea, and they had sunk, just after that, they started complaining. So sometimes, what you do not have can make you ungrateful and make you lose sight of all that you have what you do not have and sometimes this word that I entitlement you think that oh yeah I'm entitled to more the guy says look at David who am I entitlement plain entitlement I deserve more so until I get more no show I can't serve I can't do anything I may not even go to church you may have to even convince me to come to church. so my, my dear friends, this morning, I believe that God has, has made enough, has made a case for himself already. He's made a case for himself in our lives already. It's only forgetfulness sometimes, maybe willful forgetfulness, sometimes just plain forgetfulness. And that's why we need to train ourselves to stay in the word of God. Because the more you go through the word of God, you can't forget. Let the people say anything they want. Me, I can't forget. Because as you go through the word of God, he speaks to you. As you come to church, he speaks to you. You can't forget. His spirit will not allow you to even forget. Sometimes it's just plain old entitlement. Thinking that you're more deserving... Thinking that God has not given you as much as you think you should, thinking that someone has and you should have had more than the person, and all of that. So, can we just take a moment and reflect? This God, this God who doesn't need us, He doesn't need us. He doesn't need us. He said, Nathan, go and ask David, Have I complained that I want a house? Have I complained? Doesn't need us. does Yet, Jesus comes and goes through the most excruciating and most humiliating experience. So once again, he can restore us to himself. I think he's done enough to win our appreciation. And the continual your praise will continually be on my lips. When I forget, I will remember through your word. I will remember through fellowship. And when I forget, Lord, let your spirit remind me. When I say a reckless word, let your spirit prompt me. And remind me of how far I have come. So I do not stray away from your presence. Shall we close our eyes? Let's reflect on the goodness of God. Let's reflect on how far you've come by God's grace. He said it plainly. He said, it's by my grace that you are saved. It's not by your works. So you can't boast. It's just by my grace. Our Father and our God, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. We thank you that you can leave the 99 and come searching for us. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for all the deliverances, the great and mighty deliverances in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness. We pray, oh God, that let the spirit of gratitude and appreciation rests on our hearts that we'll constantly live in gratitude. We thank you and we bless you. You who has brought us this far, we can trust you for the future. To your name be all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.